0: Lowe's knows you'll do it right to save on what you need to make stylish updates to your kitchen and bathroom. We do it right too, with savings on the Delta Valdosta Kitchen and Bath Collection. Featuring faucets and accessories with SpotShield technology so you don't have to worry about water spots and stains. And for three days only, all new and existing Lowe's credit card holders get 10% off purchases made with your Lowe's card. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Credit offer valid 315 to 317. Subject to credit approval cannot be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply, US only.
1: Live from Tully's Bar in the left ventricle of Waterford City it's Snug Chats Okay We're straight into it We're, we're back to another Snug Chat We're in the, in the Tully's Snug in the, in the cultural quarter of O'Connor Street I'm here with the very first woman that has ever been brave enough to venture in to the Snug local playwright <laughs> Martina Kalender hello Martina
2: hi Darren thanks for having me
1: welcome into the snug of love <laughs> what is the strangest um, pronunciation you've heard of your surname
2: um I I don't know, but I've heard a lot of people go, colander, like the thing that you soup. Oh, yeah. Pasta. <laughs> and yeah. I remember in Dunn's, there was like an so offer where you bought two jars of pasta sauce. You got a free colander. Yeah. So I stood good. in front of it and I was like, yeah, you get me for free. To get <laughs> <laughs> and this is just
1: the level of your humour, is it? This is about your That's,
2: I'm pretty basic with my humour now. I yeah. would spend about 10 years having a chuckle at uh, You know, calling someone a pile of poo. (laughs) Pile of poo poo is, I like the
1: uh, alliteration.
2: Yeah, well, I think you could curse as much as you want, but the best insult you have in the world is your pile of poo. And I got it from a five year old and I thought, that's genius.
1: You pretty much basically transcended someone's whole life there and just.
2: It's hilarious and it's insulting. What more could you want?
1: Yeah. So, come here, you're you're slightly nervous about doing this, no
2: chat. Yeah, I'm very (laughs) terrified. Well, look at the people that you've had before, like, you know, really interesting, intelligent people. And then there's me. I would
1: argue that, but go on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And um, also because I'm the first female and just because... Huge pressure. I don't know. Whenever I do interviews, I just always, like, don't... Like, there's just a little voice in my brain saying, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Ah, you said it. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Well, look... The very idea of Snug Chats, right, is to, um, and we'll have some, we're, oh, I'm drinking a yellow belly beer, yes, mm. um, you're drinking a Heinegan.
2: Yes, classic Heinegan.
1: To paint a little picture, we are, yes, we're in the Snug, it's it's Thursday afternoon Yes. during Cheltenham week, so there is a chance that during the Snug Chat you might hear some horses galloping past the Snug, <laughs> and some losing dockets falling on the ground, some, some phone calls to friends looking for loans.
2: <laughs> I've been in that position myself, so oh. I'm not gonna...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my position in that is well known, so I don't need to go to it. <laughs> but, um, but I have to say, I've been, I'm, I've been looking forward to get you into the song for a while, um, not just because you're a woman, but because you're quite an interesting little specimen, aren't
2: you? Well, I think nothing I do is very interesting. Mm. Uh, but I, I will, I will tell you just a short story. Yeah. Um. I went up to Sligo to do a workshop with uh, Colin Morrison, mm-hmm. and afterwards we all all the people who were in the workshop we went for a pint, and there was a lovely chap. I got on really well with. He came up, and he shook his hand, and he said it was lovely to meet you, Martina. You brought great energy to the room, okay. And everyone laughed, and I kind of went, what? and he said, I, no you're wonderful he was complimenting me um, you're a little bit weird
1: Yep.
2: I never laughed again and I was like how am I weird and I went home and the whole way home in the bus I was thinking about this and I said it to Lippy my um, ever suffering long uh, ever suffering flatmate and yep. best friend <clears throat> and he kind of looked at me and he said did you not know you're a little bit odd and I did <laughs> I didn't
1: it's 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 like the whole sixth sense thing people are dead but they don't know they're dead I don't think that you're out of such I, I, I think that you um, how would I put this you have a lot of nervous energy yes I, you don't know what to do you're, I'm watching you there and you're fidgeting, you literally haven't stopped fidgeting since you're coming you Your I, sleeves can't go up any higher.
2: You know I find I mean? it very difficult to sit still.
1: I yeah, do. no, I generally do too, but I think you're in a safe place. <laughs> so so just just calm slow it, slow it, down, calm it down. But where do you think that where where does that nervous energy come from? Are you are you comfortable with your place in the world, Martina?
2: Oh, wow, what a question, is that... Don't worry, you're in a safe space. It's yes, like I had this question I'm here and there's other one behind yeah. <laughs> Am I comfortable in my place? In the... Wow, um, I don't know. Probably no is the answer. I think we're all trying to find a little home in this world that we feel comfortable in. Um, I always had a lot of energy, uh, and my mind is always going a lot. Um, and I do find agony. To be in any social situation, agony—it's um, agony because agony. you know the you know the thing about going to say a play, yeah. going to or an art gallery opening, and before I go, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. Where am I going to stand? Who am I going to talk to? What if I get a cup of coffee and then I don't know where to put the cup? Where, <laughs> like you know? Okay, so, so
1: as at the heart of that, <clears throat> at the heart of that, then would you agree with the following statement? Martina has a crippling fear of what everybody else thinks of her?
2: Oh, that's a good question. That's a really, really interesting question. I tell you, I care an awful lot what, say... Well, you see, where I'm I'm pausing is yes is the answer to that. I do care what people think of me, um, particularly the people I love. But then there would be times where I would be very active or vocal about certain items in the world and I really care what people think because okay. I'm so passionate about it so yeah. I am, one thing I do know about myself, I am a walking talking contradiction I will literally contradict myself in the same sentence, in the same breath yeah. um, and I do it the whole time and people kind of put, call me on it as if they've caught me, and I'm like, "Oh no, I knew that. I knew that years." Mm. And it's annoying. It's really yeah. annoying. I'm yeah. sure for my friends, but uh, I am a contradiction.
1: I see. I see by your jumper there that you you are you are a big uh, believer in when when people have an orange and then they peel it, they re peel it again. What's that about? You're, you're interested in getting to the heart of the orange, are you? That was that was that why you're wearing? That jumper? Oranges? They're oranges? Is it? <laughs> No, no, it's, it's nothing not. to do with oranges. It's okay, not. well we're looking, we're looking for it further. It's so it's not. It's, it's t- nothing. To, I, thought, it's I thought it was. I thought I thought it was important to people who 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 double peeled their oranges. It's I,
2: not. No, it's nothing to do with oranges. I'm sure anyone who knows me, uh, or anyone who has the misfortune of following me on social media, oh. knows I am a huge campaigner for. Um, Repealing the age amendment.
1: Oh, so nothing to do with orange. No.
2: Okay, well, look, we, 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 you we, can we, do what you want with your orange. I don't care. Oh,
1: people are pro. You're pro choice when it comes to oranges. Absolutely,
2: do what you want with your orange. I don't care. Oh, okay, do okay, I like that. I orange. like
1: that. This is the contradiction you're talking about. People, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Pro choice when it comes to oranges, but not so much. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll come. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. There's loads of time for that. Um. I'm just. I'm just interested in the neurosis for a second. What's neurosis mean? Well, it's it's basically the things that um, can sometimes prohibit us from acting normally. And I know, I know, I'm I'm very I'm very wary about using the word normal. Okay, because I don't really believe there's such things normal. But I think we all have our own excuse me idea. Big burp there, live on Snapchat. We all have our idea of what normal is, right? I mean, I and mean, that's maybe society tells us what normal it is. But it's only when we get older that we start to shed a lot of those neurotic things that used to hold us back as we, as we as we grew up like I'm looking at you there now and you, you, I think you, should, you know you did tell me you were nervous coming to this but you do a lot of things you are a walking contradiction because you you, you do you could stand on the the bandstand or stand on the the what's called the bull post and 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 scream from your voice but I'm going to ask you a question um if you could change just one thing about yourself
2: right? What would it be? It's a pretty question. Um, and my automatic response was loads, loads of things. Oh. And I, I don't think that's an uncommon thing. But I just
1: want one because I want to get to the heart of the box. Um
2: What would I change about myself? Um, I think I'd change probably the fact that I don't really have a filter and all of my emotions are written on my face so if I'm angry it's known straight away I can't I can't hide I find it very difficult particularly in meetings or public events if I'm pissed off at someone it all comes out straight away and I've no filter and it often ends up obviously to being regrets or saying things I didn't but that's real. And anybody
1: listening to this now will say, "That's that's not something to change. Don't ever change
2: that." Uh, you see, yes, absolutely. In an ideal world, we're like, "Yeah, it's be yourself." But in reality, if it, it does end up me getting into fights with people or causing a lot of trouble, um, instead of just being able to smile and go about. It. So, like for example, if yeah. I'm if I'm hurt or if I'm angry or fighting someone, is a dickhead, Excuse me, I'll say it straight away. Instead of doing. A grown-up thing of finding a way around it and work. Here's an example. I wrote an email a couple of weeks ago and I said, "Um, I'm really disappointed that we can't find any middle ground on this issue. However, I would like you to note that this is not the last you will have heard of me. About this issue. That's grown up talk for fuck off. Right. Like you know what it is, though. Yeah, so, yeah. And I don't have that skill. I don't know. It's only when I'm sending an email and I've ten minutes to scream and shout and mm. go ah, and then calm down. But in life I don't have it. Everything's written on my face. But doesn't doesn't
1: re- that save a lot of time?
2: It, it, might, it's not so- it might save a lot of time. It causes a lot of uh, cause a lot of problems
1: the, the truth tends to cause a lot of problems
2: yes that's true that's true Yeah. but that's
1: not the truth's fault no
2: probably not
1: no so I, I'm very yeah. I have to be very cautious It is turning turned into a therapy session for both of us but um I, I think what you're essentially saying there is that you wish that you could wear a mask more
2: yeah I, well, I wish I could yeah I wish I could um and give off a certain impression. Uh, the the, particularly working in theatre, working in the arts, like you know, no one wants to hire someone who's a mess yeah, and a runs in late with their bad. lunch all over their hoodie, and who's sitting and in a meeting with a face on them because someone said something that they think is stupid. Okay. No, so you have to have a sense yeah. of professionalism, and I don't yeah. think I have that.
1: So you don't think then that you have a good handle on your own emotions? No,
2: I definitely don't. I definitely don't. Yes, yes, that's it. I wish I wasn't so emotional. Yes, okay. I definitely wish. Don't. I, was so emotional. I, I get really overcome sometimes out of the blue. Um, and I could be I could be yeah, folding my clothes and it's suddenly a memory of something my friend mm-hmm. did or just a memory of me and my friend and I will be floored with how much I loved it. Okay. But it isn't normal. It that's not normal to be suddenly in the middle of your day, absolutely destroyed, with how much you love them. And I feel like I need to cry just to get this emotion out of me. Okay. And um, but it's it's weird. I'm weird. Like some. Have you have
1: you ever spoken to a counsellor?
2: Yes, I have gone to counselling.
1: I heard that go for you.
2: It went really well, but I felt that there was a time came in my life where there's a certain thing about wounds can't heal. On if you keep opening them every week and I felt I'd done I I had gotten through the whatever was upsetting me enough mm-hmm. and I just wanted to move on with my life a little bit do yeah. you know, instead of living in the past so yes, I'd highly recommend counselling to everyone and I did spend a good year at it but the day came where yeah. I was done but...
1: okay. the um what I, what I always say about about these uh, snook chats is that they're, they're they are a chat they're, they're not always um I suppose an interview when I we do fall into the interview situation so there are times when it will be chatting to and fro but I do want to ask a couple of questions because I feel that they can unnerve people <laughs>
2: okay
1: right so right right now in your life what is the biggest worry what's the biggest worry in your life Martina's life biggest worry
2: (laughs) I worry a lot Um, well two things automatically came to mind so I'll go with the less complicated one yep Um, me and my friend Lippy are moving Okay. We're moving because they're putting the rent up. Yeah. And me and Lippy have lived together eight years. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that we're going to go into a house share and people we're going to live with are going to be lovely and, and it's I, worried the right word for it it just feels at the end of an era and this comes back to how emotional I am like Lippy's grand about this he's like teeny count not we're moving it will be fine I'm like but look at all the memories I have. Okay. and I'm I'm obviously just worried about the practicalities of finding the place and all of that so
1: you said what your worries are one of your worries one
2: of my worries yes okay.
1: I'm going to ask you another question
2: ok go on it's
1: a really strange question to ask a playwright who has had um, lots of successful plays in Waterford, right? But I want to hear your answer to this question. Okay. Are you a good writer?
2: No, but I'm trying and I'm learning to be. So, um, no, I don't think so. But to a but a to that, um, I work hard. So I read a lot of plays, I'm really lucky. I've had so many great mentors, great directors I've worked with, and I listen to them. And I think I'm improving on my skills. Am I there yet? No. Will I be there in a year's time? Five years time, 10 years time, who knows? But I'm happy knowing that I'm doing my best to work on my skills. And if I did after the rest of my life, and I never write a great play, Fine, I'll happily go to my grave knowing that I worked really hard on trying and learning. So, what
1: you, okay, so you're, you're, you're somebody that I, you know, I know you quite a while now, and um, I know that you're somebody who has issues with anxiety, issues with self confidence, you're a huge amount of self doubt,
2: right? Would you,
1: would you agree with those?
2: Yeah, I okay. think most people do. Yeah. Yes they do, correct. But
1: yet how many plays have you written in your time?
2: <laughs> A few. <laughs> and how many? That's how I used to live yeah. Um adult plays I've written uh, seven or eight and then okay. I write my youth theatre plays yeah. which are uh, twice yearly since I've been yeah. nineteen.
1: Okay. Huge. They are huge achievements.
2: Huge achievements. <laughs>
1: like I'm the kind of person who could spend longer ru- talking about writing a play than actually writing but never actually getting going to do it you know um, I don't think you really appreciate how huge those achievements <coughs> are to write so many plays so based you know taking into account all of those issues that you have in inverted commas how did you do that?
2: Really, I people I work with,
1: places. and no, I just no one no, one no, one but one
2: no. okay, right? Just because oh, they're not sitting d- beside you d- when you're they are. Though, um, first of all, thank you, and I am, I do genuinely sometimes go, okay, you did that, that was good. Um, but with theatre, with writing theatre, you can. I think it's like any art skill. You have to learn from someone. And I've been so, 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 so insanely lucky with the directors I worked with who taught me about structure or helped me understand because how I write, I vomit out a first draft and it's 90 pages long and it needs to be cut down to 30 and I'm like pulling my hair out. And it's one thing I love about theatre, it's not like writing a novel, it's not like any other art form because it's collaboration. So, um, I'll tell you one of the greatest days of my life when I realised I wanted to be a playwright, we we're doing Crotty, The Highwayman. Yeah. And Lee Mar directed it. So we were sitting around and we were reading through the script and we were cutting lines. And it got to a bit that was just stopping the play. And we were talking about it for about 20 minutes and it was great hearing the actors read the lines out loud so I could listen and hear what was wrong. And we were all trying to figure out that it was stopping to play and it was jarring and there was something wrong. And a wonderful moment came where we cut Two full pages of dialogue. Right. And it was the best feeling in the world. Okay. It was the best feeling in the world because, yeah, I might have written something that I thought was nice or pretty or lovely, okay. but. Fuck me we were getting there we were creating the play together that collaboration and I couldn't I couldn't have known that because I was I was only 24 and I was sitting on a laptop and I didn't really know about theater or, or building scenes up or when you need to stop the world so for that to happen and to be there with a group of people all of us working towards the one thing was extraordinary
1: so you you give you've a very good quality. And that you can give credit to people who deserve credit. Okay? But the fact of the matter is is that all of these people that you're speaking about, they're there for just about every writer. Anybody who creates play has this team that will that will come into it. Do you know? Um so at some point do you think that you'll ever stop quantifying your abilities with other people?
2: I think it's important to credit of people who genuinely have encouraged me and helped me Um, do you know I get slagged for sometimes, Martina loves everything, Martina supports everything And there's you love everything. I remember I was in a pub and I was talking about a play I just can't see, and I was like, It's great to do. Someone said, You love everything. I got really annoyed, and I said, I don't, I just don't talk about the things I don't like. (laughs) But what's the point of talking about things I don't like? Um, And when people have said this to me, you credit everyone. Why won't I? They're wonderful people, and how lucky am I to have worked with them? And I credit the ones who have helped me. And likewise, in my life, I've met people in work and in my personal life who weren't very supportive, and I don't even bother talking about them. Okay, I just don't... I'm going to stop enough. you. I'm okay, stop. right, I'm right, stop. okay. Yeah.
1: To anybody listening to you now, and I, and I just want to, first of all, um, describe... Martina's current disposition. <laughs> she it's like she's doing some kind of yoga pose on the chair. <laughs> she's hiding from my words. She doesn't know what I'm going to say, so she's contorting herself <laughs> in some fashion. You know, if if I was one of these behavior you know behavioral scientists or anything read body language, I would just say you're an absolute fucking mess, right? <laughs> but to anybody listening to you, you're making a lot of sense, and you're coming across as being a very very nice person, right? So, do you like yourself? No. Okay.
2: Um. And I think, just, we should all try to be nice, we should all try to be kind. I try to be, I don't, most, most days, yes, anyone who's listening there was going, Well, is it Martina a saint? I can give you a million one stories, so how I'm not. Most days I don't. Do you want to give us one? That's so why um, you're not
1: something bad thing you've done. What's the worst thing you've done?
2: Oh, come on. Yeah, I've done really horrible things. When I was particularly younger, I think I was particularly... Um,
1: no, 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 hang on. There's a thing that, that really annoys me, not so much annoys me about... like You know you have these people who are honest and they come out and they talk about how they, they had demons, but they got over them, right? Yes. That's fine. There's a certain level of bravery about that, but the real brave thing to do is the, the real brave person is the person who stands up and says you know what I'm going through this now or I did this shady thing yesterday do you yeah. know what I
2: mean
1: Yeah. I think too many people are, are they, they hide from the things that they've done instead of facing up to possibility that's I'm not, a, I'm you not telling what, you to admit you anything know,
2: but you know what Darren that's a really 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 good point and I think um, a lot of people do that I'm I'm selfish Okay. I can be quite selfish, okay. and I can inflict. Just, just going back to how emotional I am, I can inflict my emotions on people okay. a lot, and um, and I do have a habit of ignoring people. Okay, it's an awful habit, and it's a cruel habit. Um, to finish my sentence, when I was younger, I feel like I was quite horrible to my family. Okay, um, and I've said this to a couple of people, and they say all young people do that. Doesn't make my guilt any easier.
1: Okay,
2: um. I think selfish, would be, I'm quite selfish, I'd be incredibly selfish, and when I get absorbed in whatever emotion I'm feeling, I can be quite mean to my friends or to my family, because I can't really see back, see past what I'm feeling to see what they might be feeling. Okay. Um, and I do this, and I, I've i only really, brutally honest, become aware of it the last year, okay. so I'm working towards fixing it. Do I know how to fix it? No. Am I questioning to go back to a counsellor to fix it? Yes. But at least I'm aware of it.
1: Absolutely. You're extremely but, um, self-aware by the look, but it sounds but, good.
2: Like, and, and the selfishness thing that I have does really come back to how emotional I am. And I am aware, like Lippy, particularly, um, and I jokingly say he's endured living with me. But I, I would say it wasn't very nice for a long, long period's time. And I'm talking weeks and months when I go off in my head <clears throat> um, and do you know I have other friends and I snap and I shout at people and do you know, I, so I do okay. have this side of me that by no means isn't a saint um, yes. and I'm not going to stop it next week I'd be lying to you because <laughs> oh. I know I'm too flaky with my emotions but at least I'm aware of it but I would want to get fixed on it <laughs>
1: <laughs> well look We're going to take a commercial break. What's your favourite breakfast cereal? I don't
2: really like breakfast cereal. Sorry. Toast. Toast. <laughs> toast, so I, lads. I just I don't think anyone acknowledges the meal of tea and toast enough. Enough? No. I don't think so.
1: Because maybe we associate with being sick, and it's like you know, if you have a stomach pain and you, you get sick and oh. you get diarrhoea and all sorts, of things, well, you know what? You can have toast. You
2: see, I've never associated. I just associated with being cosy and lovely and warm, and I just yeah. I just think it's an amazing. Meal.
1: Well, you know what? The first part of this knock was brought to you by toast. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We're back for part two. Do you know? Yeah, you, you Martina, Martina, I for a smoke.
2: Yes, I do I smoke. Oh, no, did you know
1: sleep. smoking is 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 good for the environment <laughs> because it kills human beings?
2: Um, I <laughs> have a serious addiction to smoking. Um, yeah, and it's horrendous. Can I ask
1: you why did you start?
2: Oh God, I was a teenager. I was, I was stupid, and I was as stupid as any teenager could be. But I've noticed recently, it's, um, it's it's become insane how much I smoke. I chain smoke constantly. Okay. And I do need to stop because I'm 27, but my lungs and um, my skin and everything. Look, I, I everything about these things are horrendous. Mm. And it's not like, oh, I smoke and I have a few drinks. From the second I wake up in the morning, I smoke or when I'm writing, I chain smoke. Um, and it's something I'm aware of <laughs> and it's a habit I'm determined to break mm-hmm. uh, but every time I find a reason to break it <laughs> I get nervous so I don't know I will no but I do in all seriousness I do really need stuff or at least cut down I would genuinely be happy if I only smoked or was having a few drinks or at night or something but um, at the minute it's, it's ridiculous do
1: you, I mean, do you think that you can you can just do that. You it's can a habit. stop.
2: No, I genuinely know I'm. I, I,
1: no, but I mean, like, can you stop and then just start again, like on a minor level?
2: Uh, no, well, I think for me, and I know, and I do have um, uh, what's what's oh. the thing? I, I do have um, obsessive. I'd be addicted. Oh, so you I, I, oh no, you're you an addictive personality. Addictive personality. So okay. I do know if I if I actually put my mind to it and I just stopped, I could. Okay. Um, but it's just getting around to it. Because there are comfort and it's a stupid comfort to have. I okay. don't have any other comfort in the entire world. i tell you what I do do, um, particularly last summer. I love that, what I do do. <laughs> what do you do, 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 do. Yeah. Last summer, I got hugely into exercise. Okay. And I got so much more of a ball out of exercise than what I what happened? Um, I... I don't know I, <laughs> I know I got a six pack and <laughs> and, oh. Benson, and, and then it was just like Dave. so it's habit but it took me about two weeks getting to get into the habit of going for a walk or a run and going to the gym um, but every time I did I felt a thousand times better and then I fell out of that habit so I know I know like okay I, well look yeah, it's, it's,
1: that's something you can, you can think about um, what's your most controversial opinion?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> um, <laughs> my most controversial opinion I, I was about to say Repeal the 8 But is that I, I don't think
1: that's a controversial opinion No
2: Because no. I think look, Thankfully in the past 5 years A lot it's been It's a divided issue I think it literally splits the country in half But it's not like it was 20 years ago Where it would have been very controversial What's my most controversial opinion Um Oh I don't I don't know I don't know I'm um, to think I, I know I have millions of them hmm. Um um... We'll come back to that. Yeah. We'll to that. <laughs> we'll to that. I actually millions of them. I don't know.
1: The um just
2: I I suppose what do
1: you what would you have to say to the people who potentially are not listening to this? Right.
2: I'd say no one is listening. <laughs> well,
1: that's very possible, but it won't be down to you. It's down to the end.
2: The, I, I think it'll be down to me, darling. It's the relatively lackluster
1: reach of the snoot chats, but that's like, they're not they're not designed to create, to get listeners as such. They're just designed for posterity. They're designed to, to record history. Everyone
2: will listen to this when I'm dead.
1: Uh, I would make a fortune. Put it this way: if you were to get killed in tragic
2: circumstances,
1: if you were, to, if you are, are, if you were to maybe murder like the likes of John D. Welsh, for example, if you murder someone like him, yes, in cold blood, then I'd say I'd say this interview I could sell literally. But but the people who are not listening to this, and and the reason that they're not listening to it, is because they're just saying, "Oh, she's just going go to want to fucking repeal the eight you know. So. Do you think that you have been that you've you've jumped into this pigeonhole, and you're just you're just a repealer now?
2: Yes, I do. Um, particularly on my social media, if you are go, you happy with that? Um, I'll tell you what. Right, I'll tell you. Before I got involved in the, field the Eight, I would go to protests, uh, the water protests, or twenty four cardiac care. Yeah. But I would go as like a member of the public going. Yeah. Uh, um. and to be honest with you politics didn't really come into my mind so when, well I'll tell you when I got involved in the repeal campaign I first of all was very aware I'm putting myself out there yeah. and I'm putting myself out there to um, abuse sometimes, I'm putting myself out there to people looking for help because they're like she's involved in the repeal campaign she'll be able to help me if I need yeah. help
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I was aware of that and recently I have discovered that it, it has, in a sense, consumed my life. Because, and yep. I haven't come pigeon-told of, she's just a appeal girl, mm-hmm. there's no talking to her, she's just going to bang on about appeal. Um. On the flip side, I've had many conversations with people who are pro-life. I won't talk about the extreme ones, so shout murder on your face, because I don't think there's any point. I'm not going to change their mind, they're not going to change mine, leave it off. But I have had many people conversations with people who are pro-life or who aren't sure, sometimes I have to shake hands with them and go, that's it, that's their Mm. opinion, I've Mm -hmm. given them facts. But why I am okay about being pigeonholed about this issue, and I do think I'm pigeonholed because it's all over my, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, is literally all repeal at the minute and will be until May. The reason why I'm okay with that is because it genuinely upsets me so much. It it this isn't like I just want to shout about something.
1: Is this part of your again your just raw emotions that are constantly on show? Is just is this an open wound that has been rotted think, constantly?
2: I'll tell you. I grew up in a in a Catholic school, I grew up in a Catholic home, like most people, yeah. and. Do you bore, I remember distinctly being about 16 or 17. I was downtown with my friend, and there was pro lifers with their pictures of a fetus and yeah. going, Oh my God, how could you kill anything? Because I didn't know anything about life. And in the past two years of me campaigning, I've discovered so many stories about the Eighth Amendment and how it affects people. I've been shocked that this happens. Like, for example, yeah. uh, no, I'm not going to sorry, I won't. I won't go ranting. I won't, I won't go ranting. You well, I genuinely it's, have been shocked about what has been happening to women. Hmm. And I do think it's torture. And I do think it's beyond inhumane. So, yeah, people say, she, all she bangs on about is repeal the eight. I, I have to, because I really struggle to live in this country when women are...
1: The reason why I said that I wouldn't allow you to, OK, is because I, I you know, I can see exactly um, how passionate you are about repealing the eight. But there's a part of me that always thinks six months, seven months, five months ahead. And I I don't want, I, I don't, you know, we don't have any, um, how would I put this? I mean, I, what I'm saying to you really is that I, I wouldn't like you to become just known as that because there's so much more to you and you've got this big bucket of talent. Now, I'm not saying that. Not, it could be any issue I'm not just picking on you yes, no, it could be any issue it I hear be, where you come from and I'm be... trying
2: to I'm actually trying to find a balance in my life where I can be an activist and fight for what I believe in and also do the other part of my life yeah, because I do for all of balance with it because I am so emotional I am so passionate yeah. I realise I've spent four straight days just working on a the 8 and I say it to myself you can't do that you can't because then you won't have a job you won't have a livelihood you
1: say that that, that people contact you and stuff um, what, what has been the most extreme case of that
2: uh, it depends what you mean extreme I've had women contact me with their own stories and they're kind of what they're looking for is they're not necessarily looking for them to go public mm-hmm. they're just looking for someone to listen because they've been in silence for 5 years 15 years whatever um, and all the way up to women who are going I need help how, yeah. how do I get an abortion? So...
1: And what, what do you do in that case?
2: Uh, well, women on web... Women... Bleh, 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 yeah. Women on the web and um, abortion support networks are two charities that organise abortion pills come to Ireland. And then they're... But that's only for a certain amount of weeks. And then the other option is to travel to Liverpool or England for determination. And I help them... Basically, I give them options, because it's very difficult to find non-biased options. Yeah. And I help them organise it, because the simple things. Which clinic do you go to? How do you get yep. from the airport to the clinic? Um, and telling them really basic things that no one knows, because it's not talked about. Uh, fine, okay, abortions aren't allowed in Ireland. We have to admit that's happening anyway. So really basic things like bringing a nightie and slippers, because they don't have it in the clinics, so you're yeah. not allowed to go in for the procedure unless you have slippers, mm-hmm. and Nirofen and Panadol for afterwards. And Basic things that you forget when you're caught up in the worry, and just having someone, just feeling not alone. Yeah. Just on a separate thing. I genuinely believe silence um, is a huge killer. Is a huge killer of humanity. Um, I genuinely believe a lot of people commit suicide because of silence. And they feel like they're have no one to
1: talk to, and they can't. I think that that's something that we might t- touch on on the uh, the third part.
2: Yes, but what I'm
1: becoming aware of before you carry on is that this is going. The second part is is um,
2: repeal, 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 I know, the second
1: yeah. part is going to be, which is fine. No, but no, but listen, it's it's not about that. It's it's as I said to you earlier I was going to say earlier on, you you could be appealing against people who open bags of crisps from the wrong end. <laughs> Right and making you adapt your life work—it doesn't make a difference, right? Um, this is a huge issue, and to be honest with you, it is a valid. No, it's, obviously, it's a valid issue, but it is um, something that, that a certain type of person can get completely th- like completely kind of not so much mixed up in but completely it can take over their yeah, lives and it has clearly taken over your lives yes. your, your life in a way that probably hasn't taken over somebody else's life somebody can say can come out on a Saturday and they can march for a period but then on a Sunday they can go back to doing what they do every other day whereas with you it seems that Sunday is, is as active as Saturday is in, in the thing and, and, I'm, and I'm not here to say to you that that's healthy or unhealthy my gut says it's unhealthy. Okay? Mm-hmm. But who the fuck am I? Right.
2: Well, I tell you, like I I, I I, did have to stop a couple of weeks ago. I did have to stop. And I had to designate days I would only work and repeal the eight work. Um because
1: So you get you give a few days to the Pro choice campaign and then you give back to
2: Yeah. The, no, yeah no, sorry, that's but because it is like it's, it's That was a joke. I uh, know I know, sorry, sorry, a very
1: sorry, bad sorry, bad joke no, no. Uh, but like it the is people cur- all
2: your All your cohorts
1: <laughs> co- co- are cursing me on, as as are listening But it scaring. is it is, um, it, is um, it
2: is a it is upsetting. This is upsetting. This isn't yes, like a is. referendum where we were fighting for love. This is upsetting either side on. So yeah. I do I look, my friends have a joke. Oh, jeez, what are you going to do? But no, I don't know. um, And I am obsessed with it. And I know it's not healthy. And also for me to be productive in the campaign, I have to make sure that I'm looking after myself. I do self-care. Or else I'm just going to become hysterical and it's going to do no work for the campaign. And I'm going to be exhausted. And I'm going to be run down. And then no one will even listen to a word I say. Because I'm just a crazy, sick girl who can't stop talking about p So... Um, yes It's a balance Have I gotten the balance? No Do I talk about it too much? Yes Have If I was to bet with you I would say Half of my friends on Facebook Have unfollowed me Or blocked me Okay But Look We have until May And it's not a lot of time There's six, 68 days to go I just I don't want minutes? I don't <laughs> want to be in a position In six months time Where this is to know And asking Was there something else You could have done
1: It's interesting, okay, it's interesting to me that when you started speaking about this thing, right, your whole body language changed. (laughs) Your body language changed, you became more assertive and more sure of yourself, right? And also, you wouldn't let me get in the fucking word edgeways, right? (laughs) Like, about about five minutes ago, I had a really good gag on it to try and squeeze in, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get it in. (laughs) You know, so, it, it... it just occurs to me that th- this forget about the issue for a second for, for a second calm down <laughs> calm down. right
2: Darren I love you your no, the 12 women <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and just think about the positivity I think there's a certain element of you that you, you're aware of because you, you listed out the negative element of you getting so much involved in this right but I'm after witnessing the positive, because I've never seen you more self-assured than when you're talking about this. So this seems to elevate you onto the top of the bullpost with the with the megaphone, right? Can
2: I tell you a story? Right, I can I tell you a story? Two story. years ago, uh, the papers were full of a teenage girl who requested an abortion was denied and was put in a psychiatric ward. It was piss and rain. It was lashing. It was most miserable day, and I didn't talk about politics at all wasn't involved in any campaign yep. and I read this in the newspaper and I emotion, my emotional mess became very upset and I was thinking we have to do something mm. something um, and even a bit of share and a post on Facebook or whatever I think people when they are upset or angry they feel like they need to do something so I got a few cans <laughs>
1: Two cans, bag of cans, bag of bag cans,
2: of cans. <laughs> and yeah. I woke up and my phone was going ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 and I was like, "Oh, what did I post? Nightmare!" I picked it up and there was loads of messages saying, "Yeah, of course we're going to help you with the March." I like, what? Sorry, yeah. Not March. What March? And I messaged a few people and they were like, "You're March." Oh my fucking god! And I had emailed and I'd messaged everyone. And I said, "Look, this has to come out. I'm upset, and I was terrified." To say I was terrified is an understatement I was petrified mm. And I met up with Sue Larkin A fantastic woman, extraordinary woman That I deeply admired And I contacted Una Dunphy and I contacted people But I'll tell you something that was wonderful I was petrified That no one would show up mm-hmm. That fights would happen And we met down in um, a gallery And we all walked uptown. 20 volunteers Most of them were my friends And we were standing there And I was so revved up that we were just going to do something. Who gives a fuck if no one showed up? We Mm -hmm. were going to do something. We were going to say, we believe this is wrong. And we were going to make it known in Waterford we thought was wrong. So I climbed up on the bullpost and I started screaming. Because anti-choicers arrived. And and, and we're like... They were calling us (laughs) murderers. And it just got me really riled up. So I was screaming, get your rosaries off my ovaries. The march the two, half one, and I looked down and I could see everyone kind of looking around. There wasn't a soul in Ballybrook. and you know what was a wonderful moment, for me? a really extraordinary moment. Mm-hmm. I could hear my friends go and text the lads, tell someone, no one's fucking here. Twenty of my friends were going to march down that fucking key with me, for me. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh Jesus, what do you want? Alright, you want... okay? Right? Yeah, we're doing. Are we actually doing this? Okay, we're doing it. They were going to do that for me, because they saw how much it meant to me. Lippy has shown up to every single march. He got up in the morning, on the second march, and saw me making a poster, really hungover, and he was like, "Lads, come on, we're doing it." The support when I started screaming and became so vocal about this. There are people who curse me. And he'll go, geez, would she ever shut up? To be honest with you, as long as I have my friends going, all right, girl, we're with you. This means so much to you. We're with you. They bought T-shirts. They showed up to fundraisers. They listened to me rant. They came and they did it. So. At March, I'd say we had about 300 there, but I stood up, and I, like, I, I'm like—I not someone who, who can stand up front for crowd, but I believed in this so much, and I saw so many people I recognised, and what a wonderful moment, that you know what, if, and I, I really hope it'll be a yes, but if it's a no, at least Waterford said we're not okay with this. Because there's such an anti-choice presence here in Waterford. At least we had that moment. At least we have a t-shirt. Please God, when I have my grandson or my granddaughter, I will give them that t-shirt and I will tell them about this and they won't believe it. Because it was so ridiculous and that. And I'm sorry I'm after going on a big rant, but like, they're the moments that make it all worth it. For every time you're called murderer or spat in the face, there's a friend going, Ooh, we're with you, girl. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Right.
1: Do do you think... That you will ever believe in yourself as much as you believe in this issue.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Don't
1: know. Well, look. Part two was brought to you by Repeat of the Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back for a part three. I
2: don't want going to go back now. So it's all about Repeat of the Eight.
1: <laughs> We're into part three. <clears throat> um, there'll probably be four parts. <clears throat> Let's so wait and see how we go. Because we don't care who's listening. No. But
2: you caught know- me! Sorry, just before Darren turned on the um, recorder thinking I, I said a quote that I'm particularly fond of. When you're young, yeah. you yeah. care people Branding think about you. Yeah. When you're older, you don't care what people think about you. And when you're old enough, you realise they weren't thinking about you at all. And Darren is just after catching me on that. Well, no, <laughs> there's
1: a certain... There's a certain... You said earlier on <coughs> that you're selfish, right? I think it's 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 an instinctive thing for human beings to be selfish, right? It's a survival instinct. We suppress it in certain ways, and we manage it a certain way, and we can sometimes manipulate it. But I guarantee you, right, there's going to be. A f- we were speculating before we started the third part. Um, who would listen to this, right? I knew this off a couple of names, and you felt that were people that are maybe important to you, and you thought that they might listen to because, again, they have a certain loyalty to you and they like you and stuff. But I guarantee you, there's going to be another twenty or so people who will listen, and you know why they listen?
2: Why?
1: They listen to see if they get mentioned. I don't, uh... Okay, so okay. it's it's a fact. Okay. They listen to see to go. You know what? I, I I I I know. You know, I know Martina quite well. I think that I'm going to get a mention. I'm going to listen. I'm going to keep on listening till, till I hear something. And if they don't hear them get mentioned, you they don't care as such. But that would be one of their motivations for listening to this chat. So, do you want to indulge some of those people just name-checking some people who might have...
2: Well, <laughs> if I was to list out names of people no. I love. No, no, no We were no. Jo- uh, Darren oh, said, oh, Martina yeah, listed out the, name yeah. people. the names of people should think will listen to us." And one of the people was my dog, Ellie. Not by choice. Yeah, it's quite it's quite, it's,
1: it's quite interesting how you named your dog, Ellie, and I mean my daughter, Ellie. Look, That's-
2: it's a beautiful name, Darren. A beautiful name. <laughs> well, you we have
1: four legs and now two. And I know
2: parents don't like oh, it when awful. you compare puppies to Children, I know that
1: <laughs> you, you said before in the last part that silence is, is a big killer, yeah. Yeah, um, I genuinely believe that you, 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 we, we, at the moment, we're in a place, and I don't want this whole you know, Snapchat to be deeply, deeply serious issues, but but suicide is a massive problem in this country, right? And um, I can see you're primed, you're primed, you're, you're, you're getting ready, you're you're getting ready, you're, you're getting ready, you're, you're like a you're like a <laughs> you're a Kyle spring ready to <laughs> pounce on me here But I, I I don't want you to
2: Sorry, yes That's a, okay?
1: a prepared statement It's not a
2: prepared statement I just feel, in Ireland
1: Can you come forward to sorry, the microphone Just, your just in case the punters can't hear you uh, 20 I fe- euro a listen to this
2: <laughs> I feel um, no, I, haven't asked you, I
1: haven't even asked you a question yet but you're just, ready to a go. Bit,
2: just a bit The suicide thing and mental illness in Ireland and um, just two things that I have to say about mental illness and they've been said four million times and they're not really important but I believe in them yep. I think in the past 20 years Ireland has worked really hard and have succeeded in breaking the stigma about mental health we're not there yet but we've come a long way but the problem is is that there's nowhere for people to go
1: okay
2: um, I think I think just on a basic level of day to day problems counselling costs between 30 and 50 euro a week Yep. And uh, the mental health services, the psychiatric wards, are horrendous. They're worse than prisons. And they're, they're around the bed system. People are put in. And if you're lucky to get a bed, you're there for six weeks, you're put back out again. If you're lucky, you have a family that can support you. And that family needs support. Mental illness is terrifying. And there isn't any there. And if you're not lucky, you're put on the streets. Until you get put in again, and eventually you're put in, you come out of the archie in a coffin. And the other, my other thought on mental illness, (laughs) I get quite angry. Not angry is the wrong word. I get frustrated when I see Instagram posts of, um, if you're having a bad day, cuddle up with a blanket, or mental illness is feeling low. Mental illness is, is ugly. Mental illness is heartbreaking and it's terrifying. For the people who suffer with it and the people who have to watch their loved ones suffer with it, it robs the person of who they are. And I hear a lot of people going, I work with mental illness or I can talk about mental illness. you can't expect people, and I include myself in this as someone who suffers with anxiety, you can't expect people with have mental illness to be nice and polite all the time. And I feel like a lot of people only want to engage with mental illness when it's safe or when it is. Let's go for a walk or let's do yoga. That's great, absolutely. All of that stuff is brilliant. The reality of severe mental illness is that it's it's agony and it's ugly and it's not pretty.
1: You make a good point.
2: I think the
1: one of the problems with this country is that we generally only care about things when they come knocking on our door. Yes. Right? That's now, true. it's not so much um, it's like for example there's plenty of people out there who joined the 24-7 cardiac care campaign after it affected them. Yeah. But they weren't at the earlier meetings they only came to the ones that that happened after it started to affect them. So they didn't, I'm not saying they didn't care, but it wasn't an issue. This is why I have a lot of respect for people who it has never affected and they're at every single march. Um, but what my, my point more so there is that mental health awareness and all that kind of stuff is is fine for people to say you know i'm gonna gonna donate to this and i'm gonna i'm gonna campaign for this but if somebody has a mental health problem in their life and it affects them how they handle it can sometimes be different to how they would have thought that they would handle it based on their
2: absolutely i agree with you and i think i think people need to know how do you handle it like how do you handle mental illness? Do you know
1: how you handle, handle mental illness? How?
2: Tell me because I don't know. I'm going to tell you how you handle mental illness.
1: You handle it how you would like it to be handled if you were the person with the problem. Very
2: true. Very, very
1: true. And and this is... I'm not a religious person. I'm going to talk about this in a second. I'm, I'm, I don't believe in God, right? Um, but at the same time, the, the Christianity, the Christian belief that... Treat others as you'd like to be treated yourself is something that if we just stuck to that one philosophy, we'd live in an amazing place. Because what that would have is you'd have that greed and that selfishness mm-hmm. that we all have inherent in us. That want so, think about all the things that we have as human beings, right? We all want to be loved, we all want to be wanted.
2: Yes, oh, yes, basic needs. Yeah, we need that.
1: Yeah, and um, we all want to be desired. Yes so that's more of a sexual thing we all want
2: but to be needed by someone else
1: but to be wanted, to be desired to be needed are inherent if we were to look at treating others how we want to be treated ourselves so if I suddenly start developing a mental health problem I have a feeling that there's certain people who are in my life now that will suddenly turn around and go he's a fucking lunatic
2: well I agree with you
1: He's lost the plot.
2: I agree with you. And I'm not really necessarily angry with those people. I think it's something we need to address in Ireland. Because mental illness is scary. It's scary. Like, if, if I lost the plot, the agony I'm in is... Well, imagine someone I love looking at me and not knowing. And it's upsetting when you see someone doing something very, very strange. Exactly like dementia. You see someone you love doing something very, very strange. Yep. And often people react in anger. So like, stop it. So why are you doing this? And that anger is born out of fear. And we don't and to be honest, brutally honest, I don't think handing out leaflets and saying, Go for a ten minute walk, guys, do yoga, drink green tea, absolutely that stuff is brilliant for day-to-day oh, anxiety. But for severe mental illnesses like severe depression or bipolar, or schizophrenia. <laughs> it's turning around to someone and saying, um, do yoga, shove your yoga up yours." And can we have an open conversation about this, about the nation, to say how scary it is, and what do you do? And I think you've hit the nail on the head, treat someone, but it's it's hard, because someone you love is a man, and you don't know how to help them. And it's not, it's, it's hard. And I don't know the answers by no means. I'm just saying We need to have conversations about
1: it The fact of the matter is that The plot that you're talking about The plot for this life Is quite intricate It's quite complicated So it's quite easy to lose it
2: Mm -hmm. Right? Well I believe on that That everyone suffers from mental illness Of some sort
1: They do but some people manage to They've got a lot of masks that they wear So they may They they could have 20 masks One mask is for their husband One mask is for their children. Ah,
2: That's a very lonely
1: world. One mask is for their work environment.
2: That's a very lonely world. But if they
1: don't have an outlet, someplace where they can go without a mask, even for like a half an hour, then it'll build up and sometimes that can lead to to a problem happening later on. Mm I... You look at a place like Pay the House. I had an issue with Pay the House. I like the concept but I think something has gone wrong very badly with the payout the house. And as well as that, because of the fact that if you went to the pay out, say you want to kind of go in on an appointment, generally speaking, because they got one in three weeks time, because uh, that's not good enough.
2: And that's what we need to address in Ireland. Um, how many times have we heard horrific stories of someone going out to a saying, I need help, and then been turned
1: away? But have you heard this new thing now where you can text a number and someone will come back to you? I've never done that. Have you seen that?
2: I've heard of these things, but I'll be honest with you, Darren. In my experience of life, texting a number means sweet. fuck on.
1: Do you know as well as that? I've often, I've often, and God, we're, we're depressing folk. Um, but uh, nevertheless, maybe we're trying to finish in a high for the
2: well, I don't think anyone will be listening <laughs> Darren so we could be as depressing as we want <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true, that's true.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but no um,
2: you asked me earlier what was my controversial opinion I'll yes, tell you what my controversial opinion I have you my controversial opinion Exercise, I genuinely think is vitally important. I do think it's vitally important. Uh, eating right, talking to your friends, having a good balance in right. all of this stuff—we all—I need to get better at. I work really hard at it, and I've never succeeded. All of this stuff is brilliant. Yoga, green tea, all of these new stuff that's coming up—absolutely fantastic. Genuinely, I believe that. I get really fucking angry. I get really fucking angry when someone says um, you don't need medication. How dare anyone? How dare anyone have the audacity to say, you don't need this. And all your, how dare anyone step into someone else's shoes and say, I know your pain. And frankly, mental illness and the mind is so unknown to us as humans. We don't know We don't know. Do I think medication is the answer for everyone? No. Do I think exercise and yoga and green tea is the answer for everyone? No. I think for some people it's one, for some people it's the other. And I think a combination of both is actually for a lot of people. But I get so angry when people say don't need medication fuck you fuck you for someone who's trying to get through this life and using whatever help they can access for you to make them feel bad and put them down about it fuck you for for having the um, the energy to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to do your 5 mile run I'm delighted for you but people with mental illness don't have that energy and how dare anyone say this is how you get better Cause that's how you got better and share because it, it might help someone else you can't make sweep and statement forever.
1: Is is, is that the same kind of syndrome as those who 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 give up smoking and suddenly are anti smoking?
2: I don't I I don't know. I I it really upsets me though. Know, I get very frustrated about it. And I've seen people do it in Gartoine to lectures on it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a dangerous thing to do because if the, I was sitting in the audience and I'm able to go, well, actually, schizophrenia and bipolar and this and that and medical imbalance in the brain and you need this drug. But there might be someone who's sitting there going, well, I don't need medication. And they get become quite ill because uh, the walk yeah. not work. I don't know. But, uh, I, t- I
1: think on many levels, it's like... it's like
2: Ranty Mac rant. This, is, this hasn't been a snog chat at all. It's, it's just like,
1: really like stepping fun. out of your glass house and throwing stones and running yes. back in again, to a degree, but... Um, Myself and um, Nick Kavanagh, when we were in um, secondary school, we made up a word which I think you should introduce into your vocabulary. And the word is, and if Nick is listening, because Nick might listen to this, if he's listening to this, he's going to finish my sentence for me. The word is bombosity. Right.
2: Bombosity, what
1: a wonderful word. It's an, isn't it fantastic? So and it's usually it's best when it's preceded by the word sheer. Sheer
2: Bombosity So it's
1: it's it's basically audacity, but it's better, right? Okay. So you just say for example you're in a queue and someone right. skips the queue, you the sheer bombosity. Alright, so I'd like it maybe you and, and, and the four listeners of this <laughs> <laughs> if they could, if they could, if they could use this and um, and their comment, I'm gonna, I'm gonna proceed. We're, we're gonna go to our final part in a second, okay? It's we're we're gonna get, a, we're gonna get another point now. That flew boy. for the final part in a few minutes. You said something. I wrote it down as soon as you said it. And <gasps> uh, you're on, right? I'm not gonna say what it is yet. So if you're at, if you're at home, listen to this, or if you're walking out somewhere, you, you, some people listen to podcasts when they're walking. It's quite mm-hmm. good. Um, then just, I don't know if you're at home, get a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. If the last part is to come, and I'll reveal what she said a few minutes ago, that's going to dictate the final part.
2: Oh teaser. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, we, we,
1: we, before we got to the fourth part, we had another point, and we had a chat, didn't we? We yes. we, we just had a general chat about stuff.
2: Life and things and
1: but I But I can't forget that before I came into this part, I said to the viewers and the listeners... People were viewing the oh, Yeah,
2: <laughs> my dog included. That
1: you said something,
2: mm.
1: and I wrote it down.
2: I've got about this. Yeah.
1: So uh, you, you, while you were depending on while you were you were talking around, you, you used the term "please God." Oh yes. And generally, one of the one of the elements that's... Quite often appears one of, my, one of my podcasts, one of my smut chats, is religion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right? And um, the, the obvious question, first of all, is do you believe in God?
2: I'm so glad you asked me this question. Right. And I need to make this very clear on heaven's sake, No one's have asked me this question before, but yep. I've had the answer for about six years. Okay. So, um, and I'd appeal, if any of my friends are listening, I know most...
1: Sorry... Repeal or appeal. Uh,
2: <laughs> took me a second. Yeah, I'd appeal to most to any of my friends they are listening, and I know the majority of them are atheists. Not to say, oh, it's a load of bollocks. Um, and the reason for this is I grew up in a uh, Catholic home, and my parents have extraordinary faith, and I mean extraordinary. And I'm quite jealous because I don't have faith that extreme, and this faith has gotten them through like, all the horrors that have been troubling them from life. And I light candles, and I pray to Saint Martin. I'd be particularly fond of Saint Martin's patron saint of animals, and I like Padre Pio. his saint of lost things, and I believe that includes lost. That's a lot. actually
1: Anthony, I believe.
2: Are you sure? Oh, yes, yes, you are. But I believe that would also include lost people. But let me tell you something. I despise and probably unhealthily hate the Catholic Church. So I have my faith and I pray in my own way.
1: So we're not going to get into the Catholic Church
2: thing? No, just let me finish this. Just let me finish this. Let me finish this. I believe that religion comes down to essentially nothing but a good thing because life is hard life is shit and life is cruel and if you have something that gets you through how hard life is that's a good thing um, and the Catholic Church took people's faith and abused it for money and power and we know all of that and I'm not going to go into it but I'm so angry I don't like going to mass and I go for my parents I get so angry that there's a priest preaching out of a gold cup about, I'll tell you what I really love about religion. During the famine, out at home, I uh-huh. live out at home, and um, the end of the Comer Mountains, there's St. Bridget Wells. And that always points out to me that's where the mass took place during the, the famine. Yeah. So this is what I'm attached to. Or uh people who don't know Mallory it's a, a, a statue of Our Lady up uh, past on Garvin And I've been to Knock up in Mayo. Any of the people I've seen in Nock or Mallory, they're not priests. They're not trying to say they're more powerful or better or righteous. These people are normal people in pain. And they're there to help them. And I'm fascinated by this. Up in Nock, there's hundreds of people bringing their own pain, and, and they're normal people. And there's no one wearing a cloak. There's no one
0: drinking out of
2: a uh, gold chalice. There's no one standing up an altar saying, I'm better than you. These are just people silently praying. Um, and I'm very moved by that. I'm very, very moved by that. And I never take that fate away from anyone else. But I, I do remember my parents been extraordinarily upset when the abuse scandals came out because I think the catholic church uh, abused people faith. and they took something that they took something more than power and money they took something that's really important to people and they fucked it up um but the, the message knock is a silent one Mm -hmm. And in terms of God, let's just go there. I think God is a dickhead, and I have no interest in him. Mm -hmm. Everyone always says God gave up his son for our sins. No, sorry, I think you'll find he impregnated a young woman with a child that he knew would die. If you believe the story, let's just say the story is real. He impregnated a woman then he knew that child would die so he gave her the greatest gift you can give a child and knew that child would suffer and die and no one ever mentions mary and she's i she's who i pray to if she's there um, and okay. if there is a world hereafter i can't shake the feeling in my gut that there's something i don't i don't know if we can name it as humans I wouldn't like to go to any heaven that's led by a god that tells what the Catholic Church tells. So I'll happily go to hell. Um, but I, I can't shake the feeling. And look, and for someone who says constantly, there have of times, Darren, when I've been really scared, and I really thought I was going to lose someone, and I was in a lot of pain, and I found myself praying to a god I didn't even know I believed. So there's something in me. Uh, someone said to me once, oh, "I was just nostalgia, because you grew up with it." But I don't think so. I don't know. I've got.
1: Do you think that religion is just a general, a general, a Religion is just a general need or a general. No. Yeah. Do you think religion? No. Do you think? In my head, I went take two because <laughs> I can do that. later <laughs> on. Do you think it's an inherent... <laughs> see what... Because see where I was? A inherent... <laughs> do you think it's just an inherent... Okay. Do you think that is just an inherent... Feeling of loneliness? And feeling of... Some people fear death, so... If they believe in God, then... That is not the end. Yeah. Some people fear being alone. If there's a God, they're not on their, on their own. Some people fear... Consequences. But if there's a God, he can help with those consequences.
2: Well, I think, I put it this way to you, people used to say to me when I was younger, do you believe in God? And I said, I do, but we not just to speak in terms of mm. Um And if he's there, why isn't he helping us? And he's not,
1: I, he's, yeah. I find
2: comfort, look, 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 we can argue this to the cows come home, but I find the comfort in that there's something and I like candles and I pray in my own way. My prayers don't come from the church, my prayers don't come from the Bible. I pray in my own way, and um, there's something powerful. I just think if anyone, I doubt we knock us up the meal, but every time I go up there, there's a huge church that's full of gold and all that bollocks, and cost of it cost about thousands I can't even imagine to build. Hate it, no interest. There's about 40 priests who go there for a big mass. Don't yeah. care at all. But there's a little tiny church that's preserved that's still made of snow stone the original church I love that
0: sorry I just saw
1: an image of a church made of snow sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry thanks for that I quite enjoy that go on
2: but I I do love that and look maybe it's not there at all maybe when we do die this is it but what harm if it helps someone, this life is hard and it's lonely. It's all the things you mentioned. It's, it's, and people die. And it's, it's. Okay, horrific. we're on that. We're so on that. We're getting. If it we're getting helps, more... if it helps people, yes. what harm is it?
1: We're getting to a natural end, and and I just I just feel like asking this question to end to end it. I'm going to ask you two questions, and the two questions are poles apart.
2: Okay.
1: Cool. One. I want you to get, tell me your favorite joke. <laughs> Uh knock <laughs> Oh knock back, back to knock, knock again.
2: Knock knock. Who's there? Nobody.
1: Nobody who. Okay. <laughs> okay, well your special needs. Um <laughs> the last point.
2: Okay.
1: What's your funeral song?
2: Oh I love music. Um so long Mary Ann by Lara
0: Cohen.
2: The live version. With all of my friends and family singing. Please okay. and thank
1: you. <laughs> Martina. It's been a pleasure. Thank
2: you. Shake darn. my hand. Thank you very in the much no chats Thanks a million.
1: We hope the four listeners have really enjoyed themselves. With I this think my chat. dog
2: Ellie will. <laughs> yeah. I can see her wagging her tail.
1: Very good, very good. And and uh, the token I wish you all the best with your endeavours.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Darren. Genuinely, and I know I said at the start, I don't want to sound like a wank attack, but I know the people have been incredibly talented and high profile you've had on this, so thank you for even including me in that group of people. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> I repeal the
1: To find out more about upcoming Snug Chats, visit facebook.com forward slash
0: You're the powerhouse who does it right to show your yard who's boss. We do it right too, with innovative Craftsman string trimmers featuring easy start technology for simpler pull starts. And because you can swap out one attachment for another, you can get more done with just one tool. Shop now and add a new trimmer to your arsenal with a Craftsman two-cycle gas string trimmer for just $99. When it's time to take on the yard work, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 320 C-Store for details, US only